How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hola, mi gente. This is Ish. And this is DJ. And this is... Pero, Pero let, let me, me tell you. you. Dale. recording yes i was recording the morning song <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of our listeners listen to us they in the morning do, on their drive to work yeah, so if that up. is you welcome yeah. to pero let me tell you yes. episode 10 yes. Goño, we made it through 10 episodes we made it through 10 episodes if we were a high school we'd be gearing up for our first reunion oh well there we go yes <laughs> so we have a reunion of wait, our so first wait, what's what's the 10th what's the 10th like anniversary like should i be getting you like paper uh, or aluminum? Ten, uh, tin. It's aluminum. It's ten. Tin? tin yes. Tin. Tin it's for tin. ten? I guess. Tin for ten, ten for tin. Because I think, two you know, you think of a two. can. You think of a can. But I think that when they, you know. I don't know why I think that when they came up with these traditions of, you know, anniversary gifts, oh. of marriage gifts, it was during, like, the Victorian era. So, I, I don't know. I could thing. be totally off base. but No, but I feel like that, like, Emily Post. <laughs> That's like Victorian-ish, Very right? Victorian-ish. Like with bustles. So, welcome to episode <laughs> numero 10, pero let me tell you. Oh, can you believe we're already in April? Um, well, I can because that's how time works, but... <laughs> it still feels like March over it here. Feels, it feels like freaking February. I mean, the reality is <laughs> the weather here doesn't change. I, um, I remember there's this meme I saw in early, you know, earlier in the year, in like January, that it said, you know, now it's Valentine's Day, soon it's like... Um, you know, fourth of July. It's the Fourth of July, and that's it. The year's over. <laughs> Damn. But you know what? I think that that's true. I think that once you hit the summer, 
Especially for here, being in Miami, that, you know, it's like one long summer. True. <laughs> you know, our, our year is not distinct yeah. by the season. That's true. We rely on Michael's for changing of the displays. <laughs> of the displays. So we know what to buy. Yeah. <laughs> so you know if that Michael's is gearing up for the fall, it means that it's fall. Like, Damn it, there's a lot of gourds. <laughs> cool. Um, but you know, I feel that like once the kids like go back to school, you know, yeah. August, September, it's like that's it. The year's, it, over. year's over. Before you know it, it's like my birthday in October, and then you know it's Halloween. And well, no, now before Christmas would come, in, Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving. <laughs> now it's right after um, Halloween. Now, oh, that's true. Yeah, no, ahorita Halloween's gonna like, happen in like Fourth of July. Right, it's gonna be the Fourth of July and then Christmas. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Listen, you can probably grill a candy cane. <laughs> Why not? Make it like a fusion thing, you know? Like, I don't know. I love what, it, what are you having, mid, bourbon? Mid, I am. I'm actually having a Jim Bean Devil's Cut. Where I'm having water, water. with ice <laughs> in this wonderful um, uh, superhero glass yes, that you it, have. It is my new Teen Titans I glass. mean, generally we're having, I mean, seriously, generally we have uh, croquetas and pastelitos and mate and all that Especially stuff. Especially when we record earlier in the day. Right. But, you know, for this recording we don't. So, anyway, so let's get started. Yes. And um, we're going to start kind of a, a little bit of a kind of controversial topic. But you know what? When we agreed to have a podcast, you know, and it, talk about relevant shit... Listen, you know, some of them is some of it is going to be fun and airy, but not all of it is not. As the great prophet Charlotte Ray once said, "You take the good, you take the bad," and mm -hmm. there you have a sitcom about four girls at a boarding right. school. No, but I, but I, I think that you know, not only us, but I think a lot of people, you know, hopefully our listeners, you know, we're not one-dimensional people. You know, we love our pop culture and fun stuff, but you know, we we also well, we live in the world. Well, but I mean, we no, know, no, but so you know, there's we, we should no, no, but that's what I'm saying. We should have other things that concern right. Us. But you know, there's a lot of people that if you know, you're not talking about keeping up with the Kardashians and you know that demonic clan. That's true. You know, they don't know anything else other than Eve. No, and by those people, we actually just mean Chris Jenner. <laughs> anyway, well, enough about that. So I kind of wanted to touch base on. Um, an issue that has been going on for a very long time, but every time something, you know, a new event or a new tragedy happens, we start talking about it all again, all over again. So a couple of weeks ago, there it's was not male pattern baldness. Is it? No, God, <laughs> only you would bring up male pattern baldness right when I'm about to get into something so serious. So, have you heard about the shooting of Stephen Clark? No. Okay, so it happened a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, but, you know, a lot of times when these shootings happen, um, as more evidence starts to come about and, and, and investigations start happening, mm -hmm. the outrage starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. So, Stephen Clark was this, uh, I believe he was, uh, I'm not sure his age, but this young black man um, who was shot eight times by police in Sacramento. Okay. So what had happened with this um, this particular incident was that somebody had called that they saw a guy breaking car windows. Okay. So it wasn't that somebody had called saying, "Hey, I saw somebody with a gun or a knife." It was a quote unquote legit right, situation but, to call a cop for. There was, there was, but that situation they called in for was not like an armed robbery. Or correct, something. correct, correct. It was, but, saying, but it wasn't somebody just saying like, hey, "There's a black guy outside." No, no, okay, no. Okay. It, it was, it was 
allegedly, um, right. somebody said that they saw someone Doing um, breaking car windows. Okay. Okay. So the cops were called. This was in Sacramento. The cops were called. Um, they f- found this man, mm-hmm. Stephen Clark. Um, he, Stephen Clark ran. And he ran um, unto or up to his grandmother's backyard. Okay. There's body cam of this. So from the cop, uh, from the cops. Okay, so correct. there is okay. video that has surfaced. Okay. Um, so he was in his grandmother's yard, mm-hmm. and um, it was at night. And um, they somehow one of the cops said, "Gun, gun, gun," and they shot him eight times. Okay. He was unarmed. Okay. He had a cell phone. The only thing on him was a cell phone. Okay. He was at his grandmother's okay. house. Did he die? He died. Oh, okay. Yeah, he died. Um, he was at his grandmother's house. Um, again, what the original crime that yeah, they called for was a, a guy breaking car windows. So, again, it wasn't a situation where, like, we saw this guy... Walking you know, around holding a gun. A, holding or, a gun, you know... Or a shiny object that we think whatever. might be a gun. Right, right, right. The worst thing here, allegedly... He may have had a bat. ...was if breaking that, car windows. Right. So, you know, and as... Obviously, as the body cam started to, the video was released and investigation started to come out, you know, they saw that the man, again, was unarmed. Um, from what I believe, he did not, I mean, obviously, he was running from the police. Correct. He was running from the police, but it wasn't a situation where um, he was armed and he was threatening to shoot the police or, mm-hmm. or what have you. So, obviously, this opens the door to several all these, uh, you know, issues that we've had in the last year of all these unarmed black men that are being shot and you know one isolated incident could be a mistake two can be a mistake mm-hmm. but when you have repeated patterns you know you have to start wondering in reality what is really going on here now obviously obviously we know that racism still exists out there profiling exists out there uh you might recall a couple of months ago i went on a rant on how i felt i was profiled by the police oh, and if you think he talks a lot on this thing jesus christ and i could go into that at one point um so racial profiling is something that does exist so to be clear just fyi listeners i mean i'm not i'm not taking away from your your experience but you were not racially profiled i just want to make I no, 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 make, I, no 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 i just want to, because i don't want people i don't want people, i do not want people to think that you are equating no i was to you i was this. not racially profiled but i was profiled okay um so to make a very very long story short um because <clears throat> i don't want people to look at I, you with your light I, hair and light eyes I, and no no i was that. not racially profiled and when i went on my rant on instagram mm. i i, I okay. said i was not racially profiled but i was profiled um to make a very very long story short um a couple of months ago i was going to go visit a friend of, um pick up a friend of mine at her mother's house at a part of town that it's wasn't not very familiar with but it was also under a lot of construction so it's not the best part of town it's not the worst but it's not the best part of town um it, it, here in miami it's west flagler it's not that far from where i live Right, but th- that part of town, which is a predominantly Hispanic Cuban area, right. you know, that part of town, it's not the best. It's not great, but I think the biggest issue here is that there was a lot of construction. There was a lot of construction. Lot of One thing led to another. One right. thing led to another. And I um, I, I um, drove down uh, um, the wrong street. I drove down a, a one-way street. A cl- it was a closed It was closed or it was a one-way street. Right. And... <clears throat> 
I know I look a certain way. I'm a big guy. I have long hair. Um, on this particular day, I was dressed completely in black. I drive a very high-profile car. Um, or as our friend Melissa says, a very douche car. <laughs> whatever. Um, which a lot of people, you know, it's a Dodge Charger, which is a kind of a racing vehicle. Um, and I have the racing model of it. And uh, before I knew it, I had five, car- five cop cars behind me. And I was clearly lost. I, clearly, I was lost. To you. It was the middle of the day. I, but the point was, in my incident, was that when the cop, when I finally stopped and I looked at my rearview mirror, I looked back and there were five cops around my car with their weapons. Like, they didn't, their weapons weren't drawn, but they had their hand on their weapon. And that's a very, very scary situation Absolutely. to be in because as i said when i went on a rant on this in, in facebook on instagram i understood that i had to be very careful with what i said from that point on Absolutely. and that was me so right. that's why i say that you know when you're someone you know when you're black and you are you know the police is already chasing you and profiling is certainly a problem you know these situations happen so I think that every time that one of these situations happens, outrage and all that, people always talk about profiling. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question to you, and then obviously I'll fill in, <laughs> do you believe that profiling is something that does exist, like legitimately does exist between in police departments in terms of the way that it, people, cops are trained? Or, you know... Is this a wrong place at a wrong time? I mean, I really don't think it's the latter, but... I think it's a perfect storm of everything, right? I think there's something to be said, even if there isn't a racial profiling, right? Like, let's say, and I hate to almost... This is one of those, like, this is one of those moments where I'm just like, no matter what I say, I know I'm going to sound horrible. Mm -hmm. So just go with me on this journey, listeners. If cops receive a call, I, you know what, I'm going to substitute myself. If cops receive a call right now saying, hey, there's a Hispanic guy out there, give my my description and whatever, and he's out there doing X, and the cops go out there, and I'm not the person, but the cops were given a description that, for better or worse, because that's all they have to go on, you know, yes, the person may have just called and said, like, oh, it's a black guy wearing a jacket. Well, not a great description, and that's very generic, mm-hmm. but... When they show up, they're not going to pull over a Hasidic Jew. I mean, you know what I mean? Because they're looking for the person, they're looking for a type, quote unquote, right? So if they give a description that matches what I, quote unquote, look like, Mm -hmm. they show up. If I'm walking down that block, who are they going to, hey, you come Mm -hmm. here to me because I look like whatever description they may have received, okay? Now, with that said, I'm not even going to begin to get into the whole thing about how, like, you know, years of, of oppression and whatever have established a certain reaction in the black community with cops or what have you. But if I if they show up and they are looking for someone with my profile and at the moment that they say, hey, you, come here, I take off running, well, that automatically, I think, to a degree, we can all agree on some level, looks a bit suspicious. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I have never been... Well, actually, you know what? I'm, that's not true. The one time that I was actually, when I was living, and you know what, it's so funny because I wasn't going to bring up New York. Here we go, New York. We were in New York. When I was living in New York, there was one time where I was kind of buzzed and I actually jumped a turnstile. 
And for whatever reasons, I jumped the turnstile. And I was standing around and the cop came up to me and said, hey, you come here. And I went over there and I was very, you know, yes, sir, no, sir. Here's mm-hmm. my ID, sir. Here's, you know, the guy even asked me, he's like, are you sure you've never been pulled over by a cop before? Because you were very by the numbers. You were very, mm-hmm. you know, so, and that's somebody who I've never, I've never had an incident, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So by the nature, I think, let's, let's extrapolate this a little bit more. You know, whenever a politician, you know, if they get asked a question and they evade things, right? What is the, what is our immediate Assumption mm-hmm. is, oh, they clearly did something wrong. They mm-hmm. clearly have something to hide. So if a cop shows up, says, hey, I need to talk to you, and you, boom, you take off running, mm-hmm. their assumption is either this person is who I'm looking for, mm-hmm. or there's something else there. Okay. And I can understand that knee-jerk reaction. Now, I'm not saying that what happened in this incident is the appropriate measure of action or force for what was being called in, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm also... And it's, again, I'm going to get shit one way or the other. Cops have a hard enough job. You know, sometimes they, every time they go out, they don't know if they're going to come back to see their family or not. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I can understand. Now, not everybody should be a cop, by the way. Okay. For a plethora of reasons. Some people, number one, are very racist and prejudicial. Other people just can't handle fucking pressure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you can't, you know, be cool under pressure and your instinct at the first sign of anything is to, you know, draw your gun and shoot, that's a problem okay. too. But I can, I you know, and it was dark. It was nighttime, you said, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know what they may have seen or not seen. I haven't seen the video. Right. Again, I'm not saying what happened is correct, but I'm just saying that it's not always. And I think the knee-jerk reaction is to come in and say, like, oh, it's yet another case of police brutality, as if the police were all just one big conglomerate, like the Borg on Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not just one person sharing a collective hive mind. Okay. I disagree with you. Okay. Well, now I'm gonna give a disclaimer. Okay. I don't think all cops are bad. I think most cops are probably decent people, and most cops, you know, are everyday heroes that do wonderful things from you know pulling people out of fire to saving cats to saving lives to being first responders. So you know, I let's get have, that out of the way. Right? We have very good friends that are cops. You know, yeah. um, one of my best friends' husband is a cop, and he's For a wonderful years. human being. He's a wonderful human being, and that man is a cop because he believes in civic duty, and he yep. believes in serving his community, and that should be the that is should be why you're a cop. That's so right. I just want to go out there and say I'm not a cop hater. With that said, no, because the problem is, yes, with what you're saying, right? If somebody runs, they look guilty and suspicious, but there there's several problems to that. The, the first problem is that the reality is that if you're black, your experience with cops is very different from anybody else's experience. That's fair enough. So it's very different. Cops never so, ever stop a black person out of fear of being judged by profiling. But I mean, there's, but, 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 it's, but, it's a fine line at the end of the day. If, if you're black, if you're black, you your experience with law enforcement is very different and very absolutely. unique from somebody else's. So they have a perspective, you know, that nobody else does and that's just a sad reality so i understand how some of them may run and the problem is that even if somebody runs even if somebody is yelling at you you're talking about somebody's life you're not talking about somebody being 
arrested and then when they get to the station and you know they look into it oh it wasn't you again i'm not saying that this person's actions were warranted. no no no. i'm not i'm not so much talking about your comment i'm saying generally how i feel about these situations um you know it's not a situation as i said that oh you know now we looked into it it's not you so go home Mm -hmm. um you're talking about people's lives and the problem is that every time these and and i understand that cops have to make a judgment call in the in a Split second. I understand that. And I have never been in that position. You have never been in that position, right? But the problem is that when you have something that repeats itself and is systematic to this degree, then you have to, then there's a problem. Because again, it's not an isolated incident. It's not, oh crap, you know, this person shot this person. And there wasn't. I mean, we've seen this over and over and Mm -hmm. over again where there's an unarmed black kid or black, you know, black, whether he's an adult or a kid. That gets shot dead, and and you know when 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 there's a pattern of something, there's something, and that I think is the biggest problem here. In this particular case, this guy, you know, the crime, what the alleged crime was that he was breaking, you know, uh, right, right. windows on a Probably, car, right. which again was not again. It's not like they saw the guy. Shooting up a store, and now they were after right, this, right. this, you know, right, this, right. Ale- this, this, this alleged suspect, right. you know? armed and dangerous. Right. right. Um, they had no knowledge of he was armed and dangerous. He was. He ran into his grandmother's property, so he wasn't on like a foreign property or trespassing. They can't say that he had a gun. He did not have a gun on him, so it, it's not let like. Let me let me play devil's advocate. The fact that he did run to a property he knew from a police perspective could actually and again i don't know what a cop training is but it could actually be a signifier because somebody who goes into a property that is known to them and not to the police could have the potential i'm playing devil's advocate here completely could have the potential to be going there because they know that there is a weapon under the second right. stair i'm just i'm just right, saying those like, cops didn't know that was his grandmother's house that's my point. They don't know. But I say the point that he went to, the, he could have gone into a stranger's house. Like I don't care where he went into. What I'm saying is, like they, you know, they, they don't know this, and so they again, it's one of those horrible situations where they have to proceed with caution to a degree. I mean, there's no. I, I, again, I'm not. I'm not saying what happened here is correct. I'm just saying that there's so many variables that, mm-hmm. like to your point, that go through their head at that moment that they mm-hmm. have to react, and unfortunately, sometimes mm-hmm. it's the wrong. Well, another thing, another it's thing. The wrong this guy, this action. this guy. Um, uh, Stephen Clark, he was shot eight times, seven now, of those in that, the back. Now that's crazy. Because so, if you want, because again, the goal there, if anything, should be to shoot, like let's say shoot him in the leg so he can't run, right? right. Not that it's correct, but I'm saying that at that point you are... But, but... Okay, you're not shooting okay, to kill. Okay, I'm, I'm going to I'm 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 address that, what you just said in a moment. I'll get to that. But in this particular case, they shot him seven to eight times, seven of those was in the back, mm-hmm. one of them was on the side. So he he was facing his back to them. Um, yeah, well, let, he was not presenting an immediate threat. Exactly, right. exactly. Okay. So let's go back. I, I forget the guy's name. A couple of years ago, which this was completely caught on video. The guy who was running and the cop was chasing him with a gun and shot him a bunch of times in the back, and that, and that the guy died. Was no There's also the case. Um, I, I forget the name as well of the girl who recorded it on 
Facebook that the guy was in, in the, the car. In the car. In the car yes. And they asked him if he had a weapon. And he said, I, ha- I, th- I believe that what he said was, I have he a, to a licensed weapon yeah. in the glove compartment. And the cop shot him while he was sitting in his car. Yeah. Okay. And then she even tells him on how Facebook that, Live. that poor woman had the mind? On Facebook Live, she even said, oh. why did you shoot him? That and he's like, he's like, I don't know. I, I, but that's my know, point. And Somebody then obviously, can't handle that pressure should be a So then we obviously have the Michael Browns and you know all these other cases so you're talking about situations where and and again I know the cop has a hard job but you're talking about situations where a mistake and a bad judgment call is going to call cause somebody's life correct right and 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 it over and over it's black kids right so you know how can this not be profiling and if it is profiling Okay, then you need to have some type of either retraining or or something to go down to the police level and to what you were saying, okay. to what you were saying. Because what you said, a lot of people say that. I've said that before. Well, why can't you just shoot somebody in the leg? You know, if you think somebody is armed and dangerous, why can't you just shoot them Stop in the leg? That's right. not how they're trained. Cops are trained to kill. Cops training, no matter what jurisdiction you're in, is they, they shoot to kill. That's why when they, they train, yeah. you know, in the terms little, of the target practice, the target practice mm-hmm. you know, it's the torso of the person. They are trained to okay. shoot to kill. So so it's not a situation, because then the problem is that if they shoot in the leg, then there has to be a judgment call of when do I shoot to kill and when do I shoot to stop. Okay, got it. Right? So that's the problem. Got so. It. So in situations like this, you know, when people start getting upset and the Black Lives Matter movement comes up, I completely agree with it because... But then here's my question, I guess, is, I, I, again, I don't, I don't inherently disagree hey, with I told you. Hey, I told you this was going to be a hard topic. Oh, I know. Can we go back to talking about Full House? Um, this, again, I don't inherently disagree with you, but what I, what I, I guess then I posit to you is, all right, fair enough. If we're going to consistently say, no, no... They're running away because of the history of the black community with the police, which is valid. Mm-hmm. Historically, absolutely. Okay, so what do we do? Like, if cops show up and they tell a black kid, like, you know, or a black guy, hey, come here, and they run off, do they just kind of go like, well, you know what is, there's you somebody know what? just ran away? I, I, I mean, or, but, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm making light of it what, to do what you do. I'm asking because what what is, you know, what, what okay, so what is the solution? Not that we're going to come up with a solution, but what do you... It doesn't have an easy solution. It does not have an easy solution. Hence, there isn't, they're not going to come up with a solution. Fair but the problem is that this is costing people's lives. You know, it's costing people's lives. So whatever it is that you do, whether it's retraining, whether it's trying to forbid, um, trying to evade profiling, um, whatever it is, the problem is that this type of profiling, and this is profiling, is costing people's lives. And these have all been unarmed black kids. And it's, again, one scenario, you could say, oh, crap, that was a bad judgment call. Two of them, oh, what a coincidence. But when now you have dozens and dozens of situations like this, and these are the situations that go reported, you know, and make national headlines. This, you know, this is a reality for thousands of of people in inner city, you know, neighborhoods Mm -hmm. every day. Right. That that don't, um, so it's a problem. So when when all these organizations in the Black Matter Lives Matter movement, you know, gets involved, I completely agree with them because this is a situation where you know 
it's profiling. And if, if it's profiling, which it is, at the end of the day, one class of people and one type of person is not being treated the same. It's not. I, again, I don't disagree, but I just... I, I... I, I mean, I don't, mean, I don't say those fighting words to you. I say I just don't think, in, no, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm the only one here, right? So they're like, all right, well, I'm going to do something. Um, I just think it's there's a lot of, no pun intended, there's a lot of gray area in there as well. And that's when people, and again, no pun intended, a lot of times it becomes a black and, a black or white and not, not racially, but a black or white issue. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are different shades of gray. I mean, like I even just said at the beginning, you know, again, if right now you call to 911 and you say, hey... There's a person outside, and they mm-hmm. say, what do they look like? And the only description you can provide is, it's a Mexican, mm-hmm. and the cops show up, and they find a Mexican. Well, what was what was the call that they received about? Mm-hmm. There was a Mexican doing XYZ. They're going to stop them. I mean, do you understand? I mean, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but I think uh-huh. there's, you know, there's that's why I say there's a lot of shades of gray. Do I think that there's racist cops? Absolutely. Do I think there's people who shouldn't be... Let do should it be a crossing guard at a school, much less a cop? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, you know, and again, sometimes it's. But Mira, pro- profiling is is an issue that it, it's it's such a problem, and and it's such an issue that once you put light on it, it it's 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 overwhelming. And I'm gonna give you another example. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another example. Um, a couple of weeks ago, the whole thing with the Austin bombings. Oh yeah. Okay. So do you do you know the legit the story behind that? Do you know I wasn't it like a bunch of FedEx buildings? Or okay. Something? So um, the kid who who um, I promise we're usually a the, the kid who who case. did this. His name is um, Mark Condent or Conduit. Okay. Yes. 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 White he was, kid. He was twenty two years old. Railing against everything. Twenty two years old. Yeah. He he um, through FedEx. He set up, I believe, it was five different bombs mm-hmm. in a certain span of time, mm-hmm. um, and it killed one person and it seriously yeah. injured a few. Only one. I thought it was two. Uh, maybe it is two, but there were fatalities Fatal- involved. Correct. correct. Um, and several people were seriously injured. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. When this guy was, well, well, what happened with him, eventually there were leads and they, 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 they when they were going to go arrest him or, or get him, um, he blew himself up in the car. Oh, he did. He did. He did. Oh, see, I didn't hear about that. Okay. So, after he blew himself out in the car and the identity was released to the media, oh, this poor kid was, you know, he comes from a, you know, he must have been very disturbed. He was a very nice guy. Um, you know, he was very good to people. We don't know what happened. He Typical was such, he was such a quiet yeah. guy. Can you imagine if that guy, if that would have been a Muslim guy? 
If that would have been a Muslim? No. If that would have been a Muslim. If that would have been a Muslim. In two seconds on Fox News, you would have had all these political pundits talking about... Fox News? I forget Fox News. That's, that's, that's a given. They would, because that's headed by a Monsignor. They would, they would have, you know, immediately been on the radio saying, "Oh my God, you know, illegal immigration. We got to go down on illegal immigration, and yeah, you know, right. and, and Muslims right. are the ones doing this." But he was a white kid, right? He was a white kid. I mean. You know, a lot of serial killer type. But a lot of people, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, when people when you say stuff like that, like what I'm saying, you're stirring the pot." Well, yeah, stir the fucking pot because the problem is that you know situations like this happen. Even Nicholas Cruz here in in the Parkland, Florida shooting. You know, and yes, Nicholas Cruz did have a very you know traumatic traumatic upbringing situation. His mom had died. All that is fine and true, but he shot up 17 people in a school and killed them. The Kid is a freaking terrorist, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. You know, can you imagine if he would have been Muslim? You know, uh, he, and, 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 and another thing, and another thing, and another thing. These kids, okay, whether it's Nicholas Cruz or um, Mark Conduit from the, um, the from the Austin shootings, uh, they, you know, I don't think that's what they meant by keep Austin weird. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think so either. No. Um, these kids, again, they were put in in, in in the media as these troubled kids who. Well, you know, let's be let's be clear. I don't think I don't think they were put in the media. I think because uh, again, you're not on Facebook, but the social media tends to, as of late, kind of play that role of no, let's call this kid from Austin what he is, a domestic terrorist. You know what I mean? So well, there's, actually, there's a lot of those pushes for I, those types of things. I was about I to go there. I, I, I was about to go there. I do applaud that. I was about to go there. Why are those was. kids being called terrorists? Yeah, that's what he was. I mean, I don't disagree with you. That's exactly what they are. Right. But but what I'm saying is this goes into the whole realm, you know, because so, there's different uh, realms correct, to this and right. different layers to right. this type of profiling it's, it's and, not, and media bias and all that, you know? The narrative. Why aren't the narrative? The overall narrative. Mm-hmm. Why aren't these two, you know, Nicholas Cruz in Parkland and, and Mark Conduit in Austin? Why aren't they called domestic terrorists? I don't even know what the hell to do with Nicholas Cruz. It's like he looks like a white kid, got a Hispanic last name. I don't know what the hell. Uh, uh, but why are why are they domestic terrorists? If they would have been Muslim, you better believe that they would have been. In fact, I believe, if I'm not correct, incorrect. Um, the guy who shot up the Pulse nightclub, um, yes, yes. that immediately was called terrorism. Yep. Right? Because right? he was mus- Muslim. Mu- he was Muslim, I mean, but he was American. I mean, yeah. No, no, no. no, no. Just, I couldn't remember if he was Muslim or just like Middle Eastern. No, he was he was Muslim. Um, yeah. But he was, you know, I, I don't know if he was an American citizen, but he lived here yeah, a while. A, a I while. Mean, I mean, uh, he, he was an, an American for all intents and purposes. Right. You know, and he was immediately called a terrorist. Why were these guys called terrorists? His wife actually just got acquitted this week. Yes, she did. Uh, of all she charges. Did for not aiding and abetting. Well, yeah. it was for aiting and abetting, but they acquitted found her. They acquitted her. Yeah. So, you know, when you see stuff like this happen, you know, it, you have to question it. Because it, it, it's, it's... Well, it's very easy if you don't question it. And again, I, I know I'm going to sound kind of hypocritical after my whole, you know, spiel, right? But... You can't just accept things. I mean, and again, even I hope that my my perspective was from the angle of there's two sides to every story. There's mm-hmm. different sides to everything. It's not just, oh, no, the cops are right. The other people are wrong. But the minute that you just sort of like shrug your shoulders and accept things as status quo, mm-hmm. that's when shit gets dangerous mm-hmm. in general. And that's when you stop having change. And that's when you stop having the ability to have discourse and move things you know, forward. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I just, you know, my my, my problem with, with these situations, well, the, my, my problem and everybody's problem. Not is everybody's. That, <laughs> I'm sure there's some people who don't give Well, yeah, there's some people who don't give a shit, you know. We also hope you're not one of those people if you're one of our fans. <laughs> so. You know, is that... You know, in the case of these white kids who, you know, shot up and exploded all these things, you know, the bias in terms of labeling them what they are, which is terrorist. And, you know, as far as, you know, these black unarmed kids being shot or, or young men being shot, you know, calling it for what it is, that it's racial profiling. And, you know, what the solution to it is, I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution to it is, but it certainly is a problem. So when people speak up about it and they're all riled up about it, you know, count me in. You know, count me in and I'll I'll march and, you know, raise my fist with you because, you know what, today it's you, but tomorrow it could be me. Better let me tell you, bringing up concerns without any actual solutions. <laughs> Hey, I told you this was going to be uh, um, pretty heavy. Yeah, no, seriously, we talked about over like a half an hour about this. Well, you know, this is not a this isn't a soundbite situation. Let's let's talk about something frivolous. Why don't we talk about Brittany and Christina? (gasps) I just clutched my pearls. (laughs) So actually, I mentioned this to you the other day because that's how we roll. We pivot off of like racial profiling to one of the greatest debates since Pepsi versus Coke. Brittany Christina. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, the Brittany Christina drama is a little bit, um, I don't want to say dated, but it dates us. How about that? I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. So, yes. <coughs> I'm gonna oh. like and I'm going to present this. And I'm going to hear it. And I'm going to let you go after Oof. this in terms of what you think. Always because I know this. that, you know. I'm getting comfortable. Brittany, Brittany's your girl. That's right. Me and God, me go way back. So... <laughs> The other day, I was on the ra- I was I was listening to the radio in my car, which is odd because you know I never listen to the radio. I always listen to. I automatically assumed you were listening to like your playlists. My playlist, yeah, my, yeah. my iPod, <laughs> you my that, yeah. you know my from my phone or whatever. No, but I actually had the radio. I, I don't listen to regular radio Terrestrial, because right. I've never liked a radio station manipulating what I play, what I hear. So. Yes, I'm. I am on my high horse. Um, but you know what? I was on. I've been saying that for twenty years. I'm pretty sure everybody just heard my eyeballs roll. But you know what? Roll your eyeballs all that you want. <laughs> but I was onto something because now, in the day of my playlist, my Spotify, my Amazon, you know, yeah, you were trying to I, I was onto something. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> so I was. I, I, was actually, I still love. Um, I still listen every once in a while to the CD you made me a couple of years back. The mutiny between butter. No. Yes, uh, a fine line between mutiny and, and butter, butter cream. cream yeah. Yes. Anyway, we'll get into that <laughs> later. So I forgot. Oh, genie in a bottle was on. Okay. Christina's genie yeah. in a bottle, which I don't care for that song at all. Because um, he's anti-Arab. Oh my God, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I started, I, I don't know why I put so much thought into this. And while I was thinking of this, I was thinking, I can't wait to tell you. And I can't wait to bring it up in the podcast. So, anyway, so I was thinking, Christina came out around the same time as Britney. Within or, months of each other. Right. And if Christina that. nowadays, um, you know, Christina's last few albums have bombed. Um, they have not done well. She did have the gig on The Voice. But, you know, commercially, in terms of her music, she hasn't done... Nothing has happened. She's still relatively young, so it's not like you know she's she's, 30s, yeah. she's aged out of pop right. music. Um, and you know, I am not a Christina Aguilera fan. I I don't really care for her, but you can't deny her talent and her voice. Right. I mean, she has a phenomenal, phenomenal voice. 
I mean, I, I would put her up there in terms of the greatest, you know, in terms of vocal ability. Whether you like her style or not. I personally don't care for her but style. But she's got talent. But she's got talent and Correct. she has a great voice. Whereas Britney... <laughs> not so much. Not so much. That's you so know, much. not so much. Not so much. Um, but Britney is still relevant. Britney has her show in Vegas. People still talk about Britney. Britney is active on social media. Mm-hmm. Britney's still up there in the realm of social pop consciousness. Relevancy. Relevancy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I started thinking... I go, okay, so Britney Spears comes out with Oops, I Did It Again, and this whole slew of blonde pop stars, Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore. She came out with Baby first. Oops was the second album. Huh? Oops was the second album. I said Oops. Album. Yes. I'm sorry, Baby one more time. I knew that. That was a Freudian slip. You were just thinking of the better album cover. Right. You, you, knew I th- <laughs> you knew I knew that. Um, so Baby one more time comes out, you know, the video, you know, and then all the copycats right. come out. And then Christina comes out. A few months later. And Genie in a Bottle is a very pop song that doesn't display her voice. No. At all. That you could tell was made to compete. In that market. In that market. Right. So what I started thinking was, okay, if Christina Aguilera would have come out at a different time. You're giggling <laughs> at how much thought I put I'm into this. I'm laughing at the amount of thought that you probably you you probably put equal amounts of thought into this as you did into the racial profiling thing. Which is and funny that is what trips I me don't out. Care, I don't <laughs> care about Christina Aguilera. But anyway, but I started thinking, you know, if Christina Aguilera would have come out at another time, okay. she would have been kind of like a Mariah Carey, you know, the yeah, voice. That's fair, that's fair. You know, the voice right. and all that. And you know, Mariah, especially in the first few albums, she made songs that showcased her voice and, you know, mm-hmm. she all the ballads and all that stuff. Right. And I started thinking, if Christina would have come out at a different time, she, that, she would have not probably taken, or they would have not marketed her the route that they marketed her in her first, especially in her first album. Correct. Right. I mean, and then I started to think... Singles have to be recorded. I started to think, that kind of did a disservice to her talent in terms of its longevity. So my question to you is, <laughs> you know, here we are talking about pra- racial profiling, and you know, and all we're talking about Britney and Christina. Do you think? Do you really think? I mean, thinking, really thinking deeply about the Christina, as deep as you can think about Christina this. and Britney debacle. Hey, yes. you know, we're we're multidimensional here. Do you think that? Do you think that maybe they did a disservice to her because by by putting her into that realm of these other copycat? Blonde pop stars that you know, Mandy Moore, mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson, who was it? Uh, Will Ford, Haiku, uh, Hoku, uh, right? Dream, all, uh, those, all girls. those girls, yeah. you know, around that time that all yeah. looked the same and sounded the same, right. you know, they're like, oh, well, let's stick her in here. I don't, okay, so I think you might be right. I think also it was an interesting, weird time because they came out in the late 90s, right? So by the late 90s, we also had like your Napsters and your all this. Mm -hmm. So the music industry in and of itself was going through this radical shift that they didn't know what the hell to do, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that's the first thing to to kind of say. Funny, when you think late 90s, I don't think Napster, I think TRL. I think of that as a TRL generation, which is is Napster. But it's the Napster generation. It's the first file, you know, for those of you who were like a zygote when that happened... Um, Napster was really the forefront of, I was about to, like, not even Spotify, but it was a file sharing uh, technology. Mm -hmm. People would upload music and they would share it for free. Nobody would pay for music. That's why all of you millennials think now that you're entitled to music for free. Um, Because we started that bar, so you're welcome. Sean Fanning was a great guy. Yes. (laughs) Unless you're Lars. Uh, Ulrich from Metallica. Metallica. But... 
so there's that. But I think there's also something to be said about when Christina Aguilera and Brittany and Jessica and Mandy and all these other girls came out. They were 16. Mm-hmm. You, how do you market a 16-year-old? Mariah was 19. That's different. I know it's not. It's only three years difference, but she's already an adult. Okay. Fair enough. These girls were also coming off of Mickey Mouse Club. Mm-hmm. So what happens? They show up. They're still technically young enough to be the demographic, right? So there's still that aspirational element of these girls, oh, I could be a Britney, I could be Christina, right? And I just saw them on Mickey Mouse Club for three or four years. So they're my peers, quote unquote, right? Right. I don't think that a 30-something-year-old woman, man, adult mm-hmm. would necessarily be like, oh, wow, I'm going to listen to this 15-year-old girl singing. Mariah was 19, which I know is still young, but technically now we're, we are legally, age-wise, chronologically talking about an adult. Okay. I also think that the image that she projected, because Mariah didn't have any historical, right? Mariah just sort of came, quote-unquote, came out of nowhere. And she had a very mature image. She had a very mature image. At the beginning. Ma- and a very mature... Uh, yeah, it's, Mariah's image has gotten younger as she's gotten older. Yes. <laughs> like, ahorita she's going to show up in the outfit that Britney wore in, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, she already did in tw- <laughs> 2008 in the Touch My Body video. Well, she's there wearing you go. a schoolgirl outfit. There you go. <laughs> um, so I think that's what it comes down to is, you know, as a record executive, you've you, number one, it was that whole time where things were changing and it's like, what the hell do I do? But then, how do I market this... 15, 16 year old girl. Like, I have to market her to the teen audience. Well, the teen audience is not going to want to hear necessarily okay, but a mature quote unquote sound. I, and again, I go back to the fact that her first album, all of, and this happens all the time, but her singles, I mean, I think you were even the one who said it was like, dude, on Christina Aguilera's first album, Come On Over is almost a, ba- a ballad. Yeah. Like, compared to what was released. Right. The remixes. Right. And, and the single edits and all that. So, you know, I think they may have thought this is the direction we should take her in because if you mm-hmm. listen to that album there's a I don't want to say maturity there but there's a care for her voice for the mm-hmm. talent but the singles because that's what's going to get you the radio airplay had to match what was on but the But don't radio. you think the same though, way that nowadays everybody and their mother has to feature 14 rappers and a hook okay, singer but don't you think though in the case of and, and the, the reason I'm, I'm bringing up Christina Aguilera is because of her voice right because yeah, the of a voice. she has the best voice whether you like it or not as I said I don't care for her style of singing, but I, I acknowledge her talent. But in terms of the voice, I mean, she blew everybody out of the water, and then some. Don't you? Th- I mean, they they marketed her as another Britney without being another Britney, right? Right. So that's why I say I think if she would have come out at, at another time, whether it was a little bit after, if Britney wouldn't have been there, even if she would have come out in 1999, right. but Britney wouldn't have come out first. You know, you think Christina would have set the bar? Yes, I do think so. I do think so. And 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 I'm gonna say something else that this is gonna be a little bit. Don't hurt me. A little bit. Don't hurt me. A little me. bit cheeky. Don't no, it's not gonna hurt you. Okay. And this is more of a comment that you would make than okay. I would make. <laughs> but Christina has never really lived. Christina has never eclipsed Britney in popularity in, in all fronts. Yeah, she never has. She's been very popular. In certain times of her career, like when Beautiful came out and yes. that whole album yes, stripped, absolutely. you know, she, she was very popular and very successful. Mm-hmm. Fantastic album, by the way. But don't you think, though, <laughs> this is this is so more of a comment yeah, that you would make. We just finished that, on racial profiling. That <laughs> they also have to do with the fact that Britney's hotter. 
You know what? There's that. I think there's that. But I think it's also just that as far as personality, Christina always seemed a little pricklier. Yes, she does. And Brittany always just seemed like... Y'all, yeah. I got so much choreography in my head right, right now. now. I still say that to this day. Um, she seemed like she could be the girl next door, the girl in your classroom, the girl who you would have a crush on, the girl who you would, you know, your best friend in mm. middle school or high school or whatever. So, again, being famous levels of success is not just always about your talent because if that was the case, there would be so many other different people who'd be successful as opposed to the ones who are. Mm -hmm. It's just a combination of things and ultimately it's the public kind of deciding, I like this person. Mm -hmm. Because to your point, Brittany, you know what? Yeah, she may have been able to belt out a hell of a tune on Star Search when she was nine. Maybe she still can. Maybe for all we know, she locks herself in her closet after she does her Instagram fashion shows <laughs> and, you know, sings the Ave Maria like, like, no, one, like no one has ever heard. Ni Marie Exactly. We don't know. But there's just something likable about her. Now, there's a whole other element to Britney, too, where you know, America loves a comeback story. Right. And, but even and before and she no, went no, no, crazy. No, no, no. So that's a whole other thing. But, you know, there's something about that approachability that lends itself to people wanting to root for you as opposed to if you seem standoffish. Mm -hmm. And now if you're, if you seem standoffish and you are extremely talented, people translate that as, Oh, she's a diva. You're stuck up or you're, you know, you're standoffish because you think you're so talented and you're so much better than me. You know, I've, I've, I've never cared for her. I've never cared for Christina really? either. Never. There's some songs of hers here and there that you I know like. her, was it Bionic? The album? Nope. I thought you, no, nope. was it Lotus? You, there was an album that you. There's, told there's me a couple of songs of hers really here like. and there that I like, but I, I I generally never cared for her. I think the best thing she's ever done, which I think um, fit her style, was when she did that. Of the twenties inspired album. Yes, what is it called? Back to that. basics. Back, Back to, to basics. basics. Yeah, that was a phenomenal. Album. Yeah, yeah, that from her look to the songs, it really it featured her voice. It, it felt like her, right, you know? Right, right. Um, again, even though I'm not a fan, um, but I just felt that she's never, she never was, I mean, she's not going to do it now. She never lived up to that new artist Grammy. <laughs> new, well, no, no. And yet, compared to other people who've won the new no, artist Grammy. No, 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 because she, she had a career. I mean, you could tell, she's a, she's a name. I mean, she will always be Christina Aguilera. Right. She's not a one-hit wonder. She right. was very successful. She will always have her name, and, right. and she will always have a certain amount of respect and accolades that go with her, um, unlike other girls from that time. Like Hoku. Hoku. <laughs> or Willa Ford, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, again, I, I've always wondered, and I was still thinking of that in the car there, I'm like, hmm, you know, she never lived up to Eclipse Britney, and she's more talented than Britney, because yeah. she's also a songwriter. You know, yes, she yes, has that yes. song on her second album, which actually that song is pretty good. I forget the name of it, where she talks about her father. Um, well, that song, hurting. No, uh, but, but, uh, damn it. The, the one that she yes, sang, I remember yes, 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 yes. when she when that album came out, that the stripped album that the MTV did a like a behind the scenes of yeah. how she recorded. She recorded that song on the floor. She was yeah, like lying down. on the floor. She wrote that she song. One of the rugs from you too. <laughs> she wrote that song. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. good song. But I, yeah, I think that she came out at the wrong time. They wanted her to be Britney. You know, again, Britney's hotter. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't she need that to be... She just naturally exudes a certain degree of sex appeal that Christina doesn't. Right. I feel Christina... I thought when Christina came out... You know when Christina really lost me? Really, really lost me? It was the chaps, wasn't it? It was. When it she was. came out with Dirty, it was yeah. like, man, you are trying so hard 
to be something you're not and something you don't need to be. I don't care what you say that, oh, you're a woman and, you know, your sex life. Oh, that's fine and dandy. You be as independent woman as you want and you go be as Whatever. hot as you want. But Whatever. You have the same problem when I wear chaps. <laughs> that's so, good. you know, I knew that was coming. Let's not go there. You love to body shame me Let's whenever not go I there. embrace my right. sexuality. Right. right. And then, then, then you lend them to me and I wear them. Exactly. And then we go riding that bull. Exactly. Whatever <laughs> are. Um. Anyway... You know what? Enough about this. Are we ready for our last Coke of the Desert? I just... I'm just picturing you and me walking into a bar with assless chaps being like, we're here for the bowl. We're here for the bowl. Anyway. Oh, yes, people, psyched. that's episode 10. That's the way we're celebrating psyched. episode 10. Oh, Lord. You go with your first uh, Coke of the Desert. Last Coke of the I, Desert. I, wow. Okay. Oof. So His I, Coke of the Desert goes to assless chaps. It goes to assless chaps. Yes, actually, that's also what this is. This episode everybody brought to need, you by everybody needs a pair. In there. Everybody needs a pair of assless chaps. Even Pia Zadora. Even Pia Zadora. Zadora. Yes. See, you thought we you thought it was almost you, an hour. You thought we were going to forget about yeah. her. Didn't forget about Pia. Pia hashtag Pia on DWTS. Yes. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, make it happen, people. So my last soda is um, actually it's going to go to a program called. It's an offshoot of sorts. Um, I, you guys are probably familiar with a TLC program called Say Yes to the Dress. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to that. Um, <laughs> my, so my boyfriend uh, actually works for Discovery Channel, Latin America. And one of the initiatives that Discovery has done across the country is actually Say Yes to the Prom. And what they actually do is they have um, children, students, senior, juniors and seniors from uh, underprivileged schools who have actually worked to... You know, they're on the honor roll, they are academically successful and things of that nature. And they bring them to these events, at which point they, they partner up with, like, David's Bridal, Men's Warehouse, mm-hmm. uh, Cosmetics Lines, and things like that. To have these kids come, and they can select a dress for the prom. And, mm-hmm. You know, so they get a free dress, they get free shoes, they get free makeup accessories. The boys get a free tux rental. They gave them, like, iTunes gift cards so they can make a prom playlist and mm-hmm. things like that. And so I just kind of wanted to give my last soda to say yes to the prom. Okay. Um, because I think that that's something that, kind of to your point where there's so many negative things, you know, these types of things go under the radar because it's not televised. It's not a program. It's just a community initiative that they go out and do. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's nice for these kids who are working so hard to get a recognition. You know, even mm-hmm. if it's something as simple as saying, hey, you know what, here's a free, you know, $200 dress. Here's, mm-hmm. you know, a complimentary tux rental. Here's you know free shoes mm-hmm. whatever the case may be it's not huge but i think in the scope of what some of these kids probably experience on a day-to-day it goes a long way and i think i know it sounds very superficial but i think that if you if you can look at yourself in the mirror and think damn i look great mm-hmm. like i look like a million bucks i really do think that there's some truth to really internalizing that and believing that you are worth you know, you are worth something and should not just settle. So, wow, I want to give that. That's so significant. Yeah. See, I can be deep. I don't <laughs> forget about my last coke of the desert. <laughs> I can be deep and talk about asses. I should say my last coke of the desert goes to the cure for cancer. You know, like, <laughs> I, I mean, how do I top that? Well, you know what? I like to think you probably can. So, okay. Well, my last coke of the desert. <laughs> Goes to. Uh, he looks so timid. He's I, just kind like, I, to say. I kind of am. I kind of am. My my last cook of the desert goes to Whoopi Goldberg. 
You know what? She has many charitable causes. She is. I mean, I don't know how I follow that yes. up, but I, I, um, I'm a big fan of The View. I watch The View every day. I leave it recording. Um, and I find that Whoopi Goldberg, she's just all around. She's an all around great person. She, she says it like it is, but I, I find that she, she's very honest in so far that you, she's unpredictable. You. You, you think know, she's going to have one opinion? And right, just... especially in this polarized world. And, you know, The View takes on a lot of political yes. um, subjects. You know, obviously she she's more she leans more to the left and, and she's a liberal. But, you know, a lot of times she just, you know, slaps it back to, like, common sense. Like, are you crazy? You know, like, how can you say something like that? And um, I, I find that she is very fair and balanced. Oh, well. She's the scale of justice. <laughs> she's very fair and balanced. And, you know, she's a great moderator on the show. I mean, obviously, she's a great talent in terms of her, her film career. And something I appreciate is that a lot of people that go on the show, especially... Um, you know, uh, black actors and actresses mm -hmm. that go on The View, you know, they always take time to thank her because they always say, you know, there were not a lot of people like you, you know, when I was growing up. Right. You know, not not only because she was black. I mean, she certainly wasn't one of the, the first black, black actresses. Uh, but, you know, nobody looked like Whoopi Goldberg. She always had a very distinct True. style with her dreads and her kind of in-your-face attitude. And right. she was funny. She was never really feminine. You know, she always, she always paved her own course, True. you know. And obviously it worked out for her because she's very successful. And and she has a lot of terrible, um, you know, yeah. uh, contributions, and and she's done a lot of great things. So yeah. um, I think people people like like Whoopi, and you know, to another extent, you know, like like Ellen, and things like and, and those types of people who put themselves in a way that they it's not that they are middle of the road about things because they do still hold their stance mm -hmm. and their views, but because they are they present themselves as. I'm just a human being to mm -hmm. the massive audience. I think it allows them to change people's minds mm -hmm. on things that people may not have even realized their mind is being changed or, or progressed. You know, like, right. shit, you know what? Maybe not all black people are, you know, crazy thugs, you know, or not all lesbians like Home Depot. Oh. Or, well, I mean, most of them do. But, you know... So I think I think it's actually you know well deserved to to give her a last one of the last sodas because she's done probably more good than even she can recognize. She does. Understand. She has. She she. I, I don't know about you know the whole prom thing that you brought up, but you know she has done a lot, and she she's like, she's one of these people that like I look at her and I'm like you're a great human being, Whoopi Goldberg. So thank you for being on the View. <laughs> oh, thank you. Whoopi. So with that said, I, I was I feel now inspired to. Um, Go out with what they always say on the view. Take a little time to enjoy the view, but but let's modify. But it. you know, since we're pero, let me tell you, you know, uh, I will say this: get your pastelito and your croqueta and your jupina, and take a little time to enjoy the assless chaps. The assless, <laughs> yes, oh, God. <laughs> Whatever view you want to have, con lo que tú quieras, the CD pensar. Total. Después de todo, we're all gonna wind up dead. Oh. Okay, that is not a great way to end this episode. Okay, that's not at all. That's at all. I mean, but it's true. I mean, do whatever you want. It's rainbows and sunshine, people. Rainbows and sunshine. Bueno, you know. Ahora estamos hablando estamos hablando mierda. Estamos hablando de lo que pica pollo or the chicken nibbles. Chicken nibbles. I actually had one time a friend of mine who is clearly not Hispanic ask me, "What does it mean?" 
<laughs> Look at Pika Poyo, and I'm like, with the chicken nibbles? You know? So, I think that's a more appropriate way to end yes, the show. Exactly. So, go nibble your croqueta. Go nibble your croqueta and your pastelito. And that was episode 10, people. Yes. Muchas gracias. All right. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.